The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. Many of us in the mortgage industry are facing rejection right now. Maybe it's borrowers opting to wait or even go with another loan originator. Or perhaps you're not having any luck finding your next career opportunity. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, you'll hear a conversation I had with Nir Prashan. He's founder and CEO of The Creator Mindset. Nir recently shared some advice in Mortgage Banker Magazine on how to deal with rejection. So Nir, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. So in your column for uh, Mortgage Banker uh, Magazine, you you focus on rejection training. Uh, and, and I guess just to start it off, why, why focus on, on rejection right now? Mike, we are in perilous times. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough time out there. And I think that now having somebody help you get through that rejection can be incredibly powerful. And it's something we don't, you know, nobody teaches it in school. Nobody uh, focuses on it ever. You know, people just say, oh, I'm really successful. Look at me. This is what I've done. But nobody ever says or shows all of the failures along the way that lead to that point. Yeah, which is interesting because especially in in sort of the social media culture and the way we celebrate entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurs are successful, do celebrate their failures. So, I mean, obviously, you know, not that you want to accept failure, but it, it can be part of the journey, right? Oh, it has to be part of the journey. And, you know, the arrival, I think, is sort of a new thing. I, I think that's a, a year or two old sort of journey, uh, I, I think, influenced by COVID uh, to a large degree. Before COVID, most of social was really about like, look at me, I'm doing great without kind of the the exposure to the vulnerability. And Mike, after COVID, I think everybody kind of shifted their mindset a little bit. And, you know, even in, in the books I read, I read a, a business book a week. Like, I, you know, I'm a sponge of information. I want that information. And I've noticed there's been subtle shifts. You're absolutely right. People are now saying, hey, this is a company that I launched that failed miserably. And here is something that I've done that was very, very successful. And I think that has come about simply because of COVID. I mean, nobody lived through COVID and went, yeah, everything was great. I was fine. Everything's cool. I think we all had our our sort of difficulties and our um, struggles with COVID. And now that we're sort of on the other side of it, I think it's it's become more okay to reveal that you've had a tough time along the way. And I know in some of our past conversations, you know, I've brought up, you know, some of, some of the athletes that we celebrate and their mentalities and, and some of the ways we, we think that's the model for success. And of course here, you know, if, if you look at rejection, the same way you look at failure, they, you know, they'll tell you, well, you know, fall nine times, get up 10 with, with rejection. I mean, talk to me about training and the mindset, and then we can get into some of your tips. Are you a baseball fan, Mike? What's your sport? Uh, I like everything. I do love baseball is one of my favorites. Baseball's your thing, right? 
Yeah. And I think I know where you're going with this. If you get a hit three out of 10 times, you're in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. So here's the thing, right? We need to start to get a, you know, regular rejection training. And for me, rejection training is that same thing that we're talking about, right? You get up, the way you grip the bat, the way you look at the pitcher, you know, you look at the ball, you set yourself up, you tell yourself that not every uh, time I go up there, I'm going to hit a home run. You start to, to break down those epic, epic moments into little victories. And that's what we need to start doing in the business. We need to start to look at the little things along the way that add up to those big victories. And we need to start to kind of, um, you know, make it part of the routine, right? And understand that not every time it's going to be epic and not every time it's going to be a failure. When we make rejection part of the routine, it becomes something that we not only are expecting, but it's something that we can then plan to get out of. We could plan to move on from. And when we do that, we enable ourselves an incredibly innovative and creative potential to look at the things that happen at work, look at the things that happen with our clients and our vendors, and understand that rejection is part and parcel to the game. And the way that we approach these things can be, you know, either A, terrible, right? Oh, you know, this is horrible. My life sucks. Or B, okay, it's part of the process. It's part of the routine moving on. And and let's define rejection. Um, obviously, it's a word we've been using already. Maybe we should have done it already. Um, obviously, there's the rejection of a borrower telling you, nah, "I think I'm going to go with someone else," or you know, whatever the case may be. But but are, are are there other kinds of rejections where the things we're talking about you can apply them into your your everyday business operation? Tons of rejection, right? There's the personal rejection of somebody, you know, telling you they don't want to be your friend anymore. Uh, there's, you know, the the missed calls, right, that that go to to voicemail. You're like, dude, what's going on? Like, I'm writing an article for Psychology Today right now about the fact that we need to spend more time, you know, focusing on friends and family the same way we do at work, right? So, like, you have rejection everywhere in life, not just at work, not just at home, and we need to start to understand that you know rejection is it, it comes in all kinds of forms and whether it's a borrower that you know passes you on for someone else or somebody that says you know what um you know this is not somebody i want to do business with and you know sometimes the worst part mike is you don't know why right you just don't know why and then the mind starts to race and when the mind races like it goes to some really bad places and so we have to start to say, I am not going to close every single loan. I am not going to get every single customer. I am not going to you know, be the superstar top 1% every year at my bank or my organization or whatnot. And once we start to do that, then if, if, if a borrower or somebody leaves, we don't go, oh my God, it's something I did or said, or, you know, I'm a horrible human being. And, you know, I'm going to run around lashing myself in a circle in my office until, you know, I'm purged of, this deadly sin or whatever. It's not about that. It's about coming up with a plan and anticipating it and then saying, okay, there's a certain amount that are going to leave for whatever reason. I'm not going to stress out about it. I'm not going to, you know, revisit my business plan and all of this stuff. I'm going to move on. I'm going to make it part of my day-to-day -day life. 
And when you make it part of your routine, as you say, part of that, as you write in your column, is to to learn from it. Um, so back to the baseball example, you strike out, you go back to the the dugout, and you you pull up the iPad, and you're watching film of how did how did they get me out? What do I do next time? How do how would I figure out how they're trying to pitch to me? But in in the mortgage industry, what is it? What what are some of the what does it mean to learn from uh, a rejection? You know, it, it it really depends on what the rejection is. But uh, honestly, taking a look and seeing, okay, this is something that happened. You, you got to make a call, right? I don't do what you do. I don't sit there and, and work in the business all day. Um, some of those calls have to be just like, hey, man, I'm going to move on regardless, right? I'm not going to sit there and stress. Some of them, you got to watch the film, right? I can't make that call for you. That's something that you need to start training yourself in 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 a practice, right? Of going, okay, so I had 10 leads this month. Of them, three left to go to some other organization. You know, um, why do those three leave? Okay, one, it was a personality conflict. The other one, let's watch some film, okay? Because we went to the finish line and we are about to go through this and they left because they got better rates. I don't know what it was, right? But- you have to be the master of your domain. You have to look at your relationships, at your um, you know, engagement and say, yeah, this is the one that we need to watch the film on because I think I might have screwed up. Sometimes it's not a screw up. It's on someone else. Or sometimes somebody just makes a great pitch. It's just not your your day. So, you know, to 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 that point, exactly. you know, obviously, you know, you 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 have to, you know, you have to make those decisions for yourself. There's not, you know, this is not a clear cut thing, but talk to me a little bit about making, you know, having a way to assess, okay, I've, I continue to struggle here. Now I need to step back and look, I don't want to just take one instance, but here's a constant problem. How do I assess when that's happening? And how do I assess when I have success? Obviously I make a change the next borrower done. That doesn't mean you fix the problem. So how do you sort of take these big picture now I know I have a problem and now I know I'm on the right path. So start to reframe those problems, right? If you look at things only as in the in the light of negative and positive, you're missing a lot, a lot of great information that you get. Every interaction, every engagement that you have with somebody is an opportunity to learn something that you didn't know before, right? A lot of people in this business especially are on autopilot right? They, they do the same things every day, day in, day out. And they assume that because whatever worked yesterday will also work tomorrow. And that's dead wrong, especially now with everything going on in the climate. So what I advise is for people to reframe the situation and look at what that perceived problem is and how to turn those into opportunities. If the problem is consistently that somebody's leaving for lower rates, maybe it's time to offer like one of these, you know, new products where the buy down or or something like that. If the if it's a personality thing where people aren't understanding you, right? Because the business is complicated and the ability to explain something in layman's terms is incredibly important. Yet there's a lot of people who don't know how to do that. It, it just blows my mind, right? And so maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe it's the fact that you don't know how to explain stuff in the right way. So you turn that into an opportunity. If I'm not a good explainer, then I'm going to send a slide out and the customers can look at it. And, you know, it's going to be funny with cartoons because that's my personality. Or it's going to be really serious and like academic in you know, there's going to be references from Harvard studies in there because that's my personality. Every single implementation of creativity and innovation 
has to come from the individual. It doesn't come from me telling you what to do. It doesn't come from you, Mike, telling listeners, oh, this is what I think you should do. It, it's part and parcel to who we are. It is uh, part of our DNA. It's our soul, right? And the way that we practice that every day is the market differentiator from one mortgage broker to another. You're offering more or less the same product, right? But the way that you approach it, the way that you innovate, and the way that you use creativity in your offering will differentiate you quite a bit. So if you're consistently getting people leaving for a better rate or consistently not connecting with customers in a certain way, it's time to look at that issue creatively and say, okay, what are three or four things that I really, really like to do? I like to make charts. I like to get on Excel and I like to, I don't know, um, you know, uh, leave voicemails. I, I don't know. So why not take that and instead of sending emails, send a audio uh, email, right? Because that's, you're kind of an analytic dude. You like that kind of thing or gal. Um, and instead of getting on the phone and explaining to somebody the arithmetic of this whole crazy thing, send them an Excel or send them like a nice pivot or something with charts or something like that. Again, the way that you do this has to be something that is organic for you. It can't be me telling you what to do. But what you can do today, right now, is look at those problems, reframe them as opportunities, and say to yourself, you know what? I'm re I really love this part, and I really hate this part. Don't do the part that you hate. Do the part that you love. And in that, you will find creativity and innovation. No, and I think that's a, a really great point because obviously, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, the problem is you said it's 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 rates and I can find a product or I can find a, a way to to try to address that. But when the problem is is me, that that can that can hurt and people feel like they need to change. But you know, back to the baseball example, if I struggle hitting curveballs, I don't have to change my style of play. Maybe I try to tweak my approach, my stance at the plate or how I read scouting reports to be able to pick up curveballs better. If the problem is me and connecting with borrowers, you don't have to change your personality. You just find, you know, to your example, something in your personality that can connect with your customers. Yep. You step up what you already got. So God's given us all very, very special abilities, right? And we spend our life trying to make up for what we don't have instead of doubling down on what we're good at. What we're good at is literally innovation and creativity, trying to get out of your body and into the world, right? Into your work, into your business, into interacting with customers and such. And, and people spend so much time going, oh, you know, I'm really good at this part, but I'm going to spend all my time working on what I'm not good at. That's really not a great idea, especially now where the market is where it's at and interest rates are almost, you know, plus 7%. What we really need to do is look at what we're good at and start to double down on how we connect with our customers using the stuff that it comes naturally to us. And if you sit down and you say, oh, I love to communicate. I don't like to get on the phone. I like to do Zoom. I don't like to do Zoom. I like to get on the phone. Whatever it is that you like to do, double down on that and find every single inch of meaning that you can from that and use that to uplift your business proposition. Great advice as always, Nir. You hit it out of the park every time you uh, step up for us. Thanks for joining us. 
Thanks, man. You can read more of Nir's advice in Mortgage Banker Magazine, available at MortgageBankerMag.com. The Originator Connect Network, the nation's largest producer of mortgage events, is about fostering a community founded on professionalism, collaboration, and personal and professional growth, connecting you to the story of your success. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.